This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. Amen and amen. You may have a seat. If you're watching with us online, thank you so much for joining with us. Uh, what a great opportunity we have to have the technology to be able to stream it to your living room. So if you're watching, let us know that you're watching and um, comment if you have a prayer need. Uh, we want to join with you in prayer. I have a couple thoughts that I wanted to share with you today. Um, won't take super long, um, but I just it's been on my heart. We're in this series called Stay Positive. Last week, we had a sermon in, uh, that was called Enough of the Bad News. It seems like we turn on the TV and all we see is bad news. So I say it's time for the church to just turn the TV off and get back in the prayer closet and begin praying again for this nation that so desperately needs God. So enough of the bad news. Today I wanted to stay on this thought about staying positive. I wanted to speak to you for just a moment on having a heart of gratitude. So first of all, it's good to see you in here I know there's quite a few of us that are watching online, and that's completely fine. We want you to know that you are with us, too, even from the living room. But I'm glad that you're here. I'm grateful you chose to join us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into this real quick about staying positive, about having a heart of gratitude. Here's what I've come to realize, okay? In our nation, we are a people that tend to, whether we know it or not, we complain. And we complain about things. We complain about, we complain about the weather. We complain about that it's too hot. And how many of you know here recently it has been too hot, right? Uh, I think heat index yesterday was 113 right, right, right here. That's, that's really hot. But then just in a couple of months we'll complain probably that it's too cold. Sometimes we, it, it's rained too much. Sometimes it hasn't rained enough. Sometimes we're home too long. Sometimes we're not home enough and, and just can't win for losing here. I, and I submit to you this morning that as people of God, we need to stop this pandemic of complaining and start having a heart of gratitude. And it's found in, in just a couple scriptures that I wanted to bring to you. One in Proverbs chapter 15 and then um. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to go there in a minute. But Proverbs chapter 15, if you go ahead and throw that up on the screen, here's what it says, right? A happy heart makes the face cheerful. That's good, right? A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Another version says a glad heart makes a cheerful face. I don't know about you, but that's just something that sounds nice. It sounds positive. Did you know that you can brighten not only your day, but the day of somebody else by simply just smiling at them? It's true. That's why the greeters ministry in a church is one of the most important ministries that you can have because that first impression that somebody walking in your door just to see a smile on their face, it means that, you know what, it, this morning might have been tough. It might have been hard getting up getting all the kids dressed, getting in the car, getting on time to church. It was tough, but you know what? Now I'm happy because I'm around other people that are cheerful, okay? It is contagious. It is a good thing. So I, I was looking at some, some information within a magazine, and there are um, actual benefits to having a heart of gratitude. 
I find these really neat. Number one, that gratitude eliminates toxic emotions. Interesting. Also, if you have a heart of gratitude, it reduces pain. It improves the quality of your sleep. I don't know about you, but I'd love to have more quality sleep. If you have gratitude, it aids in stress regulation. And also, having a heart of gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. I don't know about you, but I pose this question. What do we need to do to exhibit more gratitude in our life? And I even like to say it like this, that I believe gratitude is the gateway to peace. And we're going to talk about peace in just a moment and why that's important for us. But gratitude is the gateway to peace. I want to encourage you today to take this thought of gratitude, to step into it, to step through it, to start to do it and watch as God transforms your, the inside of your heart. Because when, when you do this, when you have a heart of gratitude, it can only improve the quality of life. Now, I don't want to just throw out these cute little slogans to you so you can memorize it. I want to back it up with Scripture. So here's what I want to do. If you noticed last week, we talked about Paul and some of his writings. Today is no different. And, and if you'll go ahead and put that up on the screen, here's what the Scripture says. Here's what Paul says. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Now, I love that passage. And if we really dive into it, you know, as a parent, if you have small children, if you really want them to, to grasp what you're saying, if you really want them to get it, sometimes I can't just tell my kids once. i got to tell them twice because it's like they don't hear me the first time or they have what my wife says I have, and that's called selective hearing, that I only hear what I want to hear, right? So I tell my kids, clean your room, and they don't hear it, so what do I have to do? I have to remind them again, go clean your room. And if you look at what Paul's doing here, Paul's doing the same thing. He's saying, hey, look, rejoice in the Lord always. Okay, you didn't get it? Again, I'll say it again. Rejoice. And he wants to remind you that this is not a season to be discouraged. It's not a season to be stressed out. It's not a season to be in pain. But rather, this is a season, and every season is a season to rejoice in the Lord always. I love looking at these words and, and diving into these words. And in the Greek, the word rejoice is the word kairo. It means to be glad. Well, okay, great. You know, to rejoice is to be glad. But the root word for caro comes directly from the word charis, which means grace. Having God's unmerited blessings. In other words, getting something you don't deserve. You see, this beautiful word picture here is Paul saying that his circumstance around him did not dictate him rejoicing. But in his situation, in prison, in jail, where he wrote this, his situation might have told him to complain, but he's realized that his life is full of God's unmerited blessings. So rather than to complain, he has experienced something in his life that causes him to act differently. So rather than complaining about the situation around me, he says, I'm going to rather rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice because nothing good comes from complaining. 
nothing good comes of it. So I'm going to do that very thing in my life that might bring more life into my body, and that's, into, and that's to rejoice. You see what Paul's telling us here? That in the middle of prison, in the middle of everything that's going around him, he's saying, look, I'm locked behind bars. I'm chained to the wall. Food's really not that good. Don't have good company. My feet hurt. My back hurts. Everything hurts. Everything around me looks bad. But I'm telling you, in the middle of my situation, my God is not absent from me. In the middle of my circumstance, God is not absent. As a matter of fact, in this next passage, he talks about how the Lord is close. Now watch this. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Then what's it say? For the Lord is near. So he just told us to rejoice in our battle because the Lord's near. Now watch what he says next, and this is tough. He says, do not be anxious about anything. So rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident. Okay? The Lord is near. Now don't be anxious about anything. Now that's a tough one. Because the word anxious in the Greek literally means what we think that it means. To be concerned or to be worried. But the word anxious also has another meaning. It means to be pulled apart in many directions. And I don't know about you, but have you ever felt that you've been pulled apart? That everything in you is pulling you in different directions. I've got my kids going to practice over here. I've got my girl going to dance over here. I've got these bills that I've got to pay over here. I've got my job that I've got to do over here. Got to find time to spend my wife over, over here. And it's like I'm literally being pulled apart. And because I'm trying to balance so many things, I begin to develop an anxious heart. Worry can begin to pull us apart when you start to worry about your job. You start to worry about your health. You start to worry about money. And all this stuff begins to pull you apart. How am I going to make it this month when I just got laid off? I'm being pulled apart. And this is where anxiety comes in. And Paul is telling us to rejoice. Rejoice the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And then he says, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, and this concept that Paul's about to talk here, we just learned about it last week. Romans chapter 8 talks about how God can take all things and work them together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Okay? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By what? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. So you tell me, Lord Almighty, that not only am I going to have to take this bad situation that I'm in and rejoice, but now I'm going to have to give thanks. Well, absolutely. And there's a reason for it. We're going to get into it in just a minute. We are to give thanks, to let our requests be known to God. That word literally means again, in the middle of the Greek word to give thanks, is the word grace again. It's God's unmerited blessing. It's Paul is saying that you, you have to realize that even in tough times, you are still blessed beyond measure. 
that you have God's unmerited grace in your life. You've got to think for Paul that these things, that these emotions, these attitudes that he has towards this stems from a place much deeper than circumstance. It's from a heart of gratitude. Understanding that which you've been saved from. Because you see, the matter is, is not, hey, I'm in jail, I'm locked up. The matter is not any of that. The matter is that he's been set free in his soul. He's been set free in his heart. And the things of this world does not bother him. They do not entangle him and, and, and discourage him. But rather, no matter what happens to him, he says that my circumstances don't dictate my ability to rejoice and to give thanks. I must do that always. And for us today, I would submit to you that it's not just about being out of quarantine like Paul. It's about being set free. And I want you to check this out. That was verse 6. We've just heard Paul say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, right? And then we get into verse 7. And it says these two words, and then. Which tells me that this part doesn't come until the first part's been done. You see, if there's one thing that I think our world is lacking right now, and that's peace. Peace. And what's the Bible say about peace? When I rejoice, again I'll say rejoice. When I see gentleness... When I'm not anxious about anything, then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do you want peace in your life? Great. I do too. I think we need peace in this world. But in order to get peace, I have to get to that place in my life where I'm no longer anxious about the things of this world. That I have to get to that place in my life where I'm going to rejoice always. No matter the circumstance, no matter what situation you might be going through, I will rejoice in the Lord always. I know in my situation he's near to me. I will not be anxious. And when I do all of those things and the peace of God, the word peace in the Greek means to be made whole. So I have anxiousness, which means to be pulled apart. And I have peace, which means to take all those broken pieces and to make one again. Because you truly want the love of God in your life, let the peace of God rule your heart. My dad would always tell me all the time when there's a decision that, I had, that I'd have to make about something. Well, dad, I just don't know what I need to do. Just say, you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got this option, that option. Just what do I need to do? He said, what decision gives you peace? Bible says, let the peace of God rule your heart. God is not a God of confusion. He's not a God of, of any of that. So does the decision give you peace? Well, and I can't find that peace unless I first stop being anxious about it. Let me explain it like this. Um, can, can you bring that tray up? I'm going to let you be my helper today. Where'd he go? The train's right there. Oh, he's getting the stand. I need that. I need the, 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 that part too. <laughs> Come on. 
I want to explain it like this because too many times this tray right here represents our life. I'm going to dump all these right here. See, I've already had some issues. All of these things represent things that we go through. What we do is we try to balance everything on our own. And what happens is, well, hey, we decide to get married. Now we got bills to pay. Well, it's not so bad right now until kid number one, two, and three. And if you're Seth, four, five, and six. And then all of a sudden now it's harder to balance things because you've got more on your plate. Well, now you need the larger house. You've got the the mortgage. Now you've got all those medical bills. Now you've got that issue that no, that you weren't even expecting that just came out of nowhere that now you've got. And you've got this and you've got that. And all of a sudden, I don't have peace about anything anymore because I'm trying to juggle and balance so many things and I've yet to give it to God. And the Bible says to not be anxious about anything. God, I'm trying. I'm trying my best to, to have peace about this. I'm trying not to be anxious, but see, that bill's got, got to get paid. And at the same time, my kid has to get to practice. And, and I can't balance all this at once. And if you're not careful and you don't submit and, and get your thoughts back to God, that you're going to end up dropping some things that you didn't want to drop because you're trying to do it by yourself. And that's when, that's when God comes in and he says, look, if you'll just find the firm foundation, if you will set, if you will give me control over your life and set them in me to let me do it, to, to, and when you aren't anxious about it, when you rejoice through that situation, when you do all those things, now you can step away from it and you're not worried about it because God has it. He's in control. You see, we can't try to balance things on our own. If you truly want peace in your life, rejoice, rejoice, be gentle, don't be anxious. And when we learn to do those things, peace will come in and make us whole again. Awesome job, brother. There's something better than feeling like we're just losing it. There's something better, and it's called the peace of God. But here's the reality, okay? And I'm going to close in just a couple moments. You can't have verse 7 without first having 6. You can't have 7. You can't have the peace of God if you're still trying to control it yourself. You can't have the peace of God if you're still worried about it. I've told this story a thousand times, and I'll share it again. A long time ago, there was a guy in Ohio, great, great man of God, Dale Kane, gave me an idea of a trust God box. And he gave me his box. And I've since passed that box on to someone else. But this trust God box, it it, it was just a little Hobby Lobby type cardboard box, small box. 
But whenever I would feel anxious about things, I'd write it down on a piece of paper. God, my son has an earache. Heal his earache. That medical bill I didn't plan for, I need something to happen there. Just got laid off from my job. I need that fixed. Uh, my, my kids aren't saved. God, can you touch them? I, I need my mom and dad to come back to church. I need my grandparents saved. You, we have all these things. And we worry about them. And what God is saying, what Paul is trying to tell us, write these things down. Put it in your trust God box. And what Dale Cain helped me realize that day was that I was taking ownership of all of these issues and things weren't working out the way that I wanted them to. So I took the ownership and I gave it to God. And when I put it inside this box, I had no right to take it back anymore because I had given it to him. And what Paul is saying and what he's trying to tell us, if you want true peace, if you want the peace of God, if you want to be made whole again, then no matter what your situation is, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it's done to you, no matter what that person said, no matter what the circumstance may be, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident for the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but rather by prayer and, and submit those to God. And then when all of that happens, then the peace of God will make you whole. And then Paul ends this passage with two beautiful verses. He says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Don't think about the negative. Think about the good. Then he said in verse 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And I love the wording because throughout this entire passage, he talks about the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God, the peace of God. And then he says, when you put it all into practice, the God of peace. I want you to catch that because this isn't just the peace of God, but the God of peace is the one who's going to give you the peace of God. And when you put it into practice, the God of peace will be with you. You know what I say? Maybe 2019 was a great year. 2020 might not have gone so well so far. But can I say the chapter's not been written yet? It's still being told and it's not over and my God is still alive he still sits on the throne and he's still in heaven watching over you and I 2020 is not over and as a matter of fact I believe right now as clear as day that he is making a way again so what's my point in all this don't be anxious don't fear. 
Don't be worried. Allow the peace of God to make you whole. And I want to add this in. And I want you to know that which the, that the very thing that which the enemy has tried to hold you captive to in your thoughts, the fear or the worry will be replaced with the peace of God when you allow gratitude to overflow and to give thanks in every circumstance. If you'll come. Too many times we turn on the TV and we get upset about things happening. I told you last week I've been in this. This is this. It gets I get easily angered when I see what's going on. I can't believe people would say this. Can't believe people, you know, they that they that they would do this. And and I have to stop myself and I say, God, God, I don't have peace about it because I'm I just what do I do? And I just believe it as true as day that God's talking to us right now that he's saying why are you worried about it did I not tell you to rejoice did I not tell you to not fear to not be anxious didn't I say if you did all those things that I'd give you peace yes God And I love that part of the passage where he said, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, whatever is excellent, think on those things. So I charge you today, I challenge you today. When you feel yourself getting into that place of just negative mindset, when you feel yourself getting into that place of just complaining, complaining, and stop. And say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever for God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for me that he said I would have peace that greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world and instead of having this this complaining culture we need to develop a giving praise culture where no matter what everything around us looks like I choose to stay positive and I choose to think only on what is admirable on what is pure and what is good if you're here today and you've been through that you've been through those seasons where you feel like you've been torn apart where you feel like you're trying to balance everything and you might even have said these words I've just about had enough I've been there. I've just about had enough. I want to pray with you today that the peace of God would make you whole. If you're watching online and you have felt that way, I want to pray for you that the peace of God would make you whole.